0: It's really just having your SOPs down packed because you need them, right? And so we're going to talk about why do we need SOPs, right? First, who could tell me what are standard operating procedures? Can someone tell me what it is? Shane says systems. Yep. Anyone else? Want to take a stab at it? Shirley says procedures. Yeah, Latoria says workflow. Yeah, you guys are all right. So how I like to look at SOPs is just what are the step-by-step processes that someone must take to get a result, right? So first we got to know, well, what is the result that we want to get? And then we do a very systematic step-by-step process to get that result. So when you create your SOPs, and I'll tell you, I didn't have SOPs when I first started My business when what I mean by that is I didn't have them documented. Right. So a lot of you guys, you have SOPs right now. You just don't have them documented. So, you know how you go about preparing a tax return or, you know, how you go about your social media marketing. But can you explain that to someone? Right. Can you actually clearly communicate how someone can get the same results as you. And that's where SOP comes in It's where you're clearly communicating like, hey, this is the result that we're looking for. And here's a step-by-step process to get there. So what SOPs is going to do for you, it's going to provide consistency in your business. And consistency is hard, right? I think consistency is probably one of the most trying aspects of running a business is just how can we stay consistent? I was talking to a new student the other day and she said, yeah, I charge this person this amount I charge the other person this amount, and I charge the other person this amount. And I said, "Well, how are you coming up with your pricing?" She was just like, "Just by how I'm feeling, you know how how the conversation is going with that person is how she priced." And it tickled me because that's exactly how I used to price too. So what she said was, when she speaks to someone that you know, she feels might be haggling already or might, you know, be already kind of disgruntled on pricing, her pricing would come in lower. But if she feels like she's talking to someone, they are more optimistic, you know, their business sounds like it's more um, put together, she charges more. So it tickled me because it was, I can remember very vividly pricing that way as well. Just kind of just going with your feeling, going with your gut, and just kind of taking a big guess on it, right? The problem with that is that you don't have any consistency. So now you got clients all over the spectrum. And there is no true profitability because you really didn't, you're not pricing for profits. You're just pricing based upon how you're feeling at that moment or how you think that client is going to respond to this particular pricing. So when you do have an SOP, you create consistency. So you can have an SOP when it comes to your pricing, right? So you can say if a person has a billion dollar business and two bank accounts and typically under 500 transactions, here is our standard pricing for that. That's just a step-by-step process on how we look at pricing. So when you think about SOPs, going back to the definition, it's really just a step-by-step process on how you get to the same result every single time. So if you're gone from your business, if you're on vacation, if you are you know, sick or you just wanna spend time with your family, People that are working in your business, any contractors, any employees, they can keep those same standards consistent while you're away. Now, have you ever had a situation? I want you guys to think about this. Have you ever had a situation where you were working with or you visited a restaurant and it was a good experience the first time and then you come back and it wasn't a good experience? You're like, whoa, what happened? Right. I was just here you know, a few weeks ago, I was just here a month ago. And now the food is terrible. Now the service is terrible. And it's like, what happened? Anybody experienced that? You're like, what is this? Like, why are they jacking up my order? <laughs> why? Yeah, all the time we experience it, especially, especially with restaurants, right? Where, you know, I'll order something on DoorDash five times in a week, Without fail, one of the five restaurants is going to forget something or is going to get my order wrong. And it's like, how did that happen? (laughs) How did the other restaurants get these orders right? But this one didn't put, you know, didn't give us the right order. It's just failing to follow the, the procedure, right? They failed to follow a process that resulted in the wrong order, right? So the consistency wasn't there. So that's what your SOPs is going to do for you, it's going to create those consistency. Number two, it's going to reduce errors. So it goes without saying, like, you guys are doing, you know, you have a service that is very important to being meticulous, right? You have to make sure that numbers are entered in correctly. You can't have any, you know, transpositions of numbers or information because it could really impact your tax and bookkeeping clients. Well, when you have a standard operating procedure on how you do taxes, how you review someone's tax return or how you onboard a client or how you provide a cleanup service, you're able to reduce a lot of errors because now you're not trying to remember, well, what's all the steps I got to do for this for a cleanup? You already have them documented. So now you use your SOPs like a checklist to make sure that you're not missing anything right? So it says, when you write SOPs, everyone is following a standard procedure to produce results, It leaves little room for error, and is designed to produce consistent results. If there aren't procedures in place, it's easy for employees to forget key steps, make mistakes, and lower quality at the end of the day, right? Lower, cal- lower quality when you don't have your SOP. All right. Number three, employee or contractor training. Now, you know, we love to outsource, right? We love to get people that are talented, that are smart, to actually do the bookkeeping for us, to prepare the tax returns for us. Well, when you have an SOP already available, now you can give it to that contractor, you can give it to an employee, and now you're able to onboard them a lot easier, right? They have clear instructions on how they should be doing the work. They have clear standards, right, on how they should be performing. So when you do have your SOPs, the people that you work with, their quality is going to go up because now they have that clear end result on what the goal is and how to actually produce that outcome. Number four, fill in the gaps. So the first one is business problems, right? And we've even recognized this in my business where, you know, we like looking at certain SOPs, looking at certain ways in how we process or do things, you find like there are gaps in our process. Like, whoa, we're missing a standard operating procedure for this. Or even if you find that you're having a hard time keeping up with consistency, you know that there's a gap in your process, right? So if you're finding like week, like client to client or week to week that things are fluctuating or things aren't being consistent, well, that's typically the first sign that there is a gap missing. There are standard operating procedures that need to be implemented, right? And so, for me, you know, I just making me think of one standard operating procedure that I probably need to put in place because I'm specifically thinking of one thing that I we typically don't do consistently, and that is posting the replays to these videos. (laughs) So at first we did it. So for instance, um, Rachel, she's been doing a really good job posting this replay, right, for for this group. But I have other groups now that. It's like, oh, no, we need to put that standard operating procedure for those other groups. Right. So at the end of that video, we need to make sure that someone right. Rachel or someone else is rendering that video and uploading it to the group. So that's just one thing. It's like, man, I hate not being consistent. And every time I know I'm not being consistent it's because I haven't delegated to someone and I haven't created that standard operating procedure for them to follow. So think about that. I want you guys to type in the chat when was the last time you weren't cons- consistent in your own business? What was what was one thing where you were like, "Man, I'm all over the place with this." <laughs> right? Or dang, I really dropped the ball on this. When was the last time you dropped the ball on something or maybe a client slipped through the cracks? Maybe you forgot to follow up with somebody, right? Maybe you forgot a meeting that you had. Let me tell you guys, when I first started doing strategy sessions, I used to be late to strategy sessions. I used to forget strategy sessions. And it, and I was like, why am I forgetting? Why am I late? And I'm like, okay, I need a standard procedure on how I handle strategy sessions. So the night before, and I do this every single day, guys, the night before, I look at my appointments for the next day. And I see that I have a 6 a.m., a 2 p.m., a 3 p.m., a 4.30 p.m., a 5.30 p.m. And what I do is, before I go to sleep, I set alarms for all of those appointment times. So I've set alarm for 6 a.m. I've set alarm for noon. i will set alarm for three. So if you're with me at any given day and you hear my phone constantly beeping, you know I probably have a call to hop on, right? Um, I probably have a Zoom call. Like my kids know when my alarm goes off, my daughter is like, you got a call. And I'm like, yep, I got a call, <laughs> right? So that was, that was in essence an operating procedure that I put into place. Like every night for the night before, I'm looking at my appointments to set alarms so I'm not you know, forgetting these appointments, right? These Zoom appointments. All right, so you guys, so Alita says all the time. Shane says it happens. Angie says on bookkeeping. Uh, Jenna says I had a client that I totally forgot about. Yeah, it happens and it sucks, right? When you forget about clients and you forget about work that you had to do. I forgot about a few clients' tax returns back in the day. They'll follow up with me like two weeks, maybe a month later. Like, hey, I need to pick up my tax return. And I'll be like, oh, Lord, (laughs) I did not do your taxes. Right. And that's because we didn't have a standard operating procedure. We didn't have a process that we went through. Right. That's another thing. So client retention. So understanding your SOPs can open up opportunities to better serve your clients, right? Because now you're like, hmm, we need to actually be putting this in place for our clients. It can improve your efficiency, right? If you find that you're slowing down to onboard or it's taking you a long time to onboard someone, you probably need an SOP so you can speed up the client onboarding process or the client workflow process. Now, number five. Is customer service. Now, this is the main one, right? Because we are, in essence, service providers, right? We provide a service to our customers. And so, customer service (laughs) is one of the main components of providing a wow experience, right? So, what's your standard operating procedure around refunds? What's your standard operating procedure around client deposits? You want to make sure that you have it clear. And you don't have to have it perfectly laid out, but have it to where, you know, it's a it's a consistent process, right? It is a process so that you can be consistent. So now you're not giving one person a deposit and the other person, you're not asking for a deposit. No, it needs to be consistent across the board. If you ask for a deposit from this one, you need to ask for a deposit from that one. If you ask for a $100 upfront fee for taxes for individuals, you need to do it for everybody. Just creating that consistent experience for everybody, and creating. Well, how do we handle difficult client situations, right? How how do you guys handle a refund request, or how would you guys handle someone? You know, um, I know a perfect one that typically happens to you guys is that you are onboard a client for bookkeeping, and a month later they're sending you an email asking you to look over their tax liability and help them resolve their tax issues, right? And now you feel obligated to service them because you didn't specify what was in your engagement letter, or you didn't even have an engagement letter, right? So, so what would be the standard operating procedure if someone sent you an email asking you to, asking you to do additional services that they didn't pay for, or they didn't sign up for? So these are the type of things that you also want to think about. Like, what what is my operating procedure? And you're not going to be able to think of every scenario, right? But as they come along, you want to document that. Like, how did I handle this difficult situation? So for Janice, you know, forgetting about a client, which I've done a few more than a few times over the past 10 years, um, what's the operating procedure to correct that mistake? right? Step one, send an email. Step two, make a phone call. Step three, send a text, right? These would be the procedures to correct the mistake that you made or to correct the prior situation. So you can have standard operating procedures for mistakes, right? Which would be great because we know that mistakes happen all the time. We're human. We're not perfect. So things will happen. So we need to just make sure that as we're going through and working through with our clients that were documenting our process. Now, one of the best ways that I've been able to document my process is just to record it. And when I recorded it, then I gave it to Rachel or a VA, and they were were able to write out my SOPs, right? So let me show you guys what, um, I started creating some sample SOP templates for you. So we can look at those together. All right. So you guys can see my screen. So this would be a sta- um, um, a sample SOP. And this is a SOP for tax preparation, for instance, right? So the objective, you want to state the objective. So it says this SOP is to be followed when a new Tax client is onboarded through onboardable. Turnaround time commitment, three business days. And then you have your step by step process. So, this would be an example of how you need your SOPs to look for each service that you offer. For every client situation that you might experience, you want to start building out these SOPs over time, right? You're not going to be perfect with it, but over time, You want to start listing out your process. Like I said before, when you do list it out, you start to identify gaps. You start to to identify any inefficiencies in your process. So it's really great to go ahead and list this stuff out. The next one I have is a monthly bookkeeping SOP. So it says objective. This SOP is to be followed when a new bookkeeping client is onboarded through Unboardable. Turnaround time commitment 40 days. So our turnaround time commitment is... This is our standard that we want to set for our clients. So we, we have a promise that if an individual tax client onboards with us, that we're going to get their tax return back to them within three business days. Now, that's definitely different from business tax preparation, right? So business tax preparation would be a little bit different. It might be seven days turnaround time or 14 days, depending on the complexity of the tax return. But you want to have a standard because if you have a standard now, you know, it's consistent every year. They're like, man, she's consistent or he's consistent every month. They know what to expect from you. They're like, man, every month on the 10th, I receive my financial reports for the prior month. I receive my profit and loss, my balance sheet, and I meet with my tax and accounting professional on Zoom for 30 minutes to review. Like that breeds confidence and it breeds um, loyalty from your clients as well. And when they're confident in your service, when they're loyal to you, then they start referring a lot more people your way. They start referring their colleagues and their friends and their family. And then you list out your step-by-step process.